Hi there, I'm Tonya. And my name is Regan, and this is The Student Sessions. In our fourth series, we look behind the filter, interviewing the newly published authors of our brand new book, The Truth Behind the Filter, who chat to us about how they've been able to overcome setbacks, celebrate their successes, and live life away from behind the filter. Hi everyone, my name is Regan and I am joined today by one of our newly published authors, Brandy Knorr, who is featured in our recently published book, The Truth Behind the Filter. Hi Brandy, how are you doing? Hi Regan, doing great, so happy to join you today with the recording. Ah, oh, thank you. It's, I mean, it's, it's a pleasure, absolute pleasure to have you on um, and we're going to be talking about some really great things. Um, so today the main theme is um, looking at how we can manage our expectations of the future um, with Brandy talking about her lived experiences with this um, and her basically going through her story. Um, so Brandy, before we kind of start, could you just give us a little introduction um, for our listeners? Yes, so hi everyone, my name's Brandy and currently I'm 21. In terms of my background, um, my parents, my mum is Vietnamese and my dad is half Vietnamese and Chinese and they immigrated from Vietnam over to England. So um, um so Brandy, I believe that your story starts when you was doing your GCSEs. Um what was that period of life like for you back then? Um I think during GCSEs I was always worried. Like as a child I'll always be worried about my grades, thinking about my future. I didn't know what to do whilst growing up. So I think during, even though GCSEs weren't as important as A-levels or universities, I did take it seriously in my mind. And I was like, oh, I don't know what subjects to choose for GCSEs because that might impact my future. And I was quite worried during that period and I would always like compare myself to other people. So like my friends, my peers, um, my brother. So it was quite a worrisome period for me back then, but I just got through it. I think just choose a subject and then um, life bubbles. <laughs> and did you have many sort of pressures or expectations from from other people you know you're talking about comparing yourself to to your family and things like that was that that kind of pressure to to kind of live up to those to those sort of people I think there was definitely pressure but I think most of the pressure was pressure I put on myself mm -hmm. um so I did quite well while I was younger like in primary school the start of secondary school I did quite well so I think I just put unnecessary pressure on myself when I really didn't have to so I think that did make it harder for me. So maybe that's why I struggled so much. But there was also like pressure from my family members. My mom, she didn't mind about my grades as long as I was happy. But I think it was more on my dad's side. He cared more. He wanted me to do well. He wanted me to become like a doctor or a lawyer like my cousins. So there was always that comparison that they did as well. So yeah, there was there was there was definitely pressure from people. And um, 
there will be many people listening um, to this who also have this sort of feeling of, you know, not knowing what their future will look like, um, and often worry about that, but also worry about sort of these pressures that we've been onto ourselves um, and trying to kind of live up to like family expectations. Um, what did you do in order to kind of combat these feelings? I think I tried not to worry about it so much because it's out of my control. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I could really do about it. I was just upsetting myself even further if I was just putting all this unnecessary stress and pressure on myself. I just had to do the best that I could do to my abilities. So as long as I did the revision, as long as I did the work, as long as I put my mind to it, there was no point putting all this unnecessary pressure on myself. Um, But I did find other stuff to do outside my time. So I was just, in terms of hobbies, I did a lot of like art to like express myself. And I just took a bath when I needed it. That really helped as well. (laughs) So just taking care of yourself, um, personal care, and also realizing that sometimes there are things outside of your control. As long as you do the best that you can do, that's all you that's all there is to it. Mm, that's a that's a really lovely um sentiment to have. I think it, it can be very easy for us to say, you know, uh don't worry, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's about how how to do that. And I think, like you said, as long as we're doing as much as we can be doing, um, then we kind of have to let go of the things that we can't control and the things that, you know, are beyond our limits. Um, and like you said, have a nice bath. Wow. I mean. <laughs> I think that's a that's a great bit of advice. I always feel after a bath, I'm nice and relaxed, and get most of my great ideas uh, and motivation from from having a bath. Um, you talked a little bit about doing like extra curriculum activities. Um, how else has that sort of helped you in your sort of education sort of life? So I think that really helped me like explore different career opportunities or like find my interests. Mm-hmm. So my school held a lot of extracurricular days out where we could visit different companies or be part of different experiences. So I always put myself up for that. And it was, a, it was great to be part of that and also be able to put that on my personal statement. So I think one of the activities I signed up for was this work experience at a hospital. Obviously, I'm not working in the hospitality sector at the moment, but it was um, a good eye-opener. And I also did experiences at a construction site. That was really interesting. Um, but then I, with these experiences, you find out what's for you and what's not for you. So I think being open to all the opportunities your school has to offer is really important and being extracurricular activities might also you might find your passion which you wouldn't have figured out without it yeah I think that's a great that's a great thing to kind of uh really highlight there is that you know there's there's so many opportunities out there 
Uh, so it's about taking as many as you can, because I think, you know, you said sometimes it's it's easier to find out things that you don't enjoy, uh, which can help finding the things that you do enjoy. And the only ways you're going to find out things that you don't enjoy is by doing them, right? Um, so definitely, I encourage everyone listening, if, you know, if you're part of an institution that has sort of uh, career services or employability services or like have um, extra curriculum events happening to, you know, to research them and go to like, the, they often or not, they have like uh, open days and, and like mm-hmm. uh, taster days and things like that um so just go for like an, an hour or so um and just yeah give it a go and, and I'm sure help you find your interest like it's helped Brandy here so Brandy you talked about how in sort of during your GCSEs and A-levels you has sort of the sort of self-inflicted pressure and sort of expectations as well of trying to live up to kind of other people in your life did you also have that feeling during university Oh, definitely. I think I definitely had pressure during university as well, because both of my parents wanted me to go to university um, just just as a backup plan to have a degree in place in my life so I can use it. And how did you kind of manage, you know, that pressure? You know, we talked about before it was kind of sort of letting go uh, of sort of things out of your control. Was that a mentality that you kind of kept going with throughout university or did you kind of get extra support from from elsewhere? I definitely still had that mentality at the back of my mind, but with university, I think since it's more heavily reliant on doing it yourself, it was a bit hard because the teachers don't support you as much as I would say secondary or like A levels. So you definitely have to reach out more yourself. Um, If you're struggling, talk to your tutor. If you're struggling, talk to your friends in your course, maybe they can help you. So with the pressure of university, with some of the courses that I didn't understand or some of the assignments, I definitely did talk to my tutors about it and talk to my friends about that they definitely motivated me in the library or like working from home it was nice to have their advice and their support moving forward and in your in your chapter brandy you you talk about how you struggled sometimes with group work um, and that how you learned about prioritizing yourself and having self-respect and you know after you, you moved groups you felt more at ease is that something you know, that you would kind of echo to, to everyone else? I'm not sure because I think it depends on the situation because there is this argument that in the future, when you go to work, you don't choose your group mm-hmm. and then you have to work with who you get. But I think if it's really affecting your mental health and you're really trying your best and you just don't see it working out, then I think it's good to move on and seek external help from the teacher. Because with my group projects in first year, I think it was really a struggle because I felt alone a lot because mm-hmm. I could see other groups, they everyone was doing their part, everyone was doing their work. And then I'll just... There, there wasn't that in my group. It, I was just by myself. So I just felt I just couldn't do it alone, especially since it was group work as well. 
Um, so maybe, I don't know, it just depends on the situation. But for in my circumstance, I don't think I could have carried on in the same group. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. And so, you know, going to the kind of end of university now, um, we talked about kind of not knowing what the future is like. Um, what was going through your head when you were sort of handing in your dissertation and kind of thinking about what's going to happen after university? I think I was I was really stressed. I thought I was going to fail. Like I wasn't proud of my dissertation, um, to be honest. Um, partly my fault because I did my dissertation one week before the due date. So I think if I prepared more in advance and if I planned more in advance, maybe I wouldn't feel as worried or stressed. Um, at the end of the day, I did get a T1, which isn't which which is fine by my standards. Um, but I, I did feel a lot of stress again about oh if if I get a third or if I don't pass. Um, my degree how am I going to get a job who will hire me um, since T1 is what most companies T1 and above is what most companies are looking for so I was a bit stressed in that sense and then I was I was just everything was running through my mind oh do I have to do apprenticeship would I have to work retail my entire life but I guess talking to other people really helped again and I guess what I said before, um, I just put it to the back of my mind because it wasn't worth worrying about when the situation hasn't arrived yet, when, it ha when I don't know what my results are yet. Because mm. I might have passed or I might have got done really well, but so there was no point stressing myself out because for something you get what I'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and I think there's also this feeling of like once things are out of your control like once you submitted that dissertation um it's like well you're kind of by yourself now right this whole there's nothing you can do it feels like a very lonely situation because there's nothing else that anyone else can do and it's your future it's, it's you know it's all about you I remember when I did my you know, I felt very much the same when I handed in my dissertation. I also wasn't like super pleased with it. Um, and I was like, wow, there's nothing I can do, anyone else can do. It's out of my control and I feel totally alone. And it's, you know, it's my future ahead of me. What am I going to do? But then like, like you said, Brandy, once you start talking to people, I found, oh, wow, I'm not the only one feeling like this. Everyone mm -hmm. else is feeling the same. Even people who I thought were going to do amazingly and had all their stuff figured out and had a 10-year plan they all of a sudden were feeling like wow what am I going to do next and talking to them and hearing them feel like and them saying they felt alone it I felt so much more better because it was like actually it, everything's going to be fine we've made it this far we can we can kind of make it to the next day that's fine um so definitely, I think, you know, anyone listening, talk to as many people as you can, talk to your peers, talk to friends, talk to people who've, you know, 
graduated, you know, try to contact people who are like two years after their degree, because I'm sure they would also have felt the same. And now they're probably in a, in a, a very good job. Um, but Brandy, you know, after all these sort of feelings, um, you've now done incredible stuff, right? You're, 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 in a, you're in a job, right? What are you doing at mm-hmm. your job? So currently I'm working as a marketing and promotions assistant at my job. And luckily I found it, I think my friend helped me find it two, three months after I graduated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was a lot of stress for no reason. So definitely use your network, definitely connect people, try your best and everything will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh we've got to say a huge congratulations because not only have you been working but you've also written a chapter in in a book and you're a published author how does that feel I can't believe it like I would <laughs> never imagine I'll write a chapter for a book that's that, that would have never crossed my mind because if I'm being honest I don't like writing that much mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of unbelievable and when I tell Again, friends and family about it, they're like, oh, wow, really, I can't believe it. Well, it'll be amazing if we can um, hear a little bit from your chapter. Um, is that okay? Oh, yeah, that's completely fine. So I'll just read um, the introduction of my chapter. Growing up, you are bombarded with the constant question of what do you want to be when you grow up? I remember in primary school, the girls and boys would have answers like, princess, police officer, doctor, astronaut, etc. But me, I had no clue. My mind would go blank and I would just give a random answer for the sake of it. I didn't like the sound of anything. And as a kid, I pushed it to the back of my mind, hoping maybe one day the answer would come to me like magic. Amazing. Thank you so much, Brandy, for for sharing that. Um, And why did you decide to share your story, uh, you know, now? I think... Um, it would have really helped me if when I was younger because I think a lot of us feel lost when we're younger a lot of us don't know what we want to do when we grow up so I think hearing that from someone else would just put me at ease and just personally I decided to write a chapter because I think it'll be a good experience and I think it's good to put yourself outside your comfort zone and do stuff you normally wouldn't definitely I think that's that's a great great reason and I think many many people have been on this podcast have said the same thing of of saying if they had this book when they were younger it would have made a lot of difference to them um what's the how has the kind of reaction been from from people you know so my brother and sister knows, but my parents don't know yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but their reaction has been very supportive, very positive. Um, they're like, oh, let me read your chapter. Um, my friends, they're all surprised. They're like, oh, wow, I can't believe it. Um, so it's all been, everything's been good all around. Um, I have my bookmarks, which I that to people as well so oh, <laughs> that. that's great well brandy it's been amazing to have you on uh today um i've read through your chapter and it's incredible honestly um so thank you so much for sharing that 
to, to the world and also come on here and, and speaking about your story too. Um, thank you so much. Um, any last words? I just want to say uh, thank you for having me and um, it will all be fine, everyone. Everything will work out and everything will fall into place. Everything happens for a reason. So try not to stress out and take a nice bath. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy, thanks so much for joining us today on the Zoom sessions and for being so amazing and inspirational. And to our listeners, until next time, see you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on socials. Just search TG Consulting on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Covering an incredibly diverse variety of themes from mental health to discrimination, imposter syndrome to student parenthood, the Truth Behind the Filter offers 50 unique and inspirational stories detailing the various barriers our authors have overcome. You can find it in WH Smith, Waterstones and other great bookstores worldwide. You can also find it online at these places and on Amazon. Just search The Truth Behind the Filter to feel inspired now.